and welcome to episode 100 100 100 of kaiju kaios get ready to rock oh. anyways on this special 100th episode we have pulled together and gotten questions from all of you we are going to be doing a contest and drawing to see who's going to get some awesome kaiju curry house merch but before we start any of that we have to start it like we always do paul what have kaiju been up to oh i thought we might avoid it say but no okay we'll go ahead this is your pun i, no I know it's no oh, way no not for 100 yeah. we can't break tradition now yeah but you have to commit as the rule i will i will commit um right kaiju stuff that i've been up to it's it's stranger things it's kind of kaiju isn't it? i watched the last season of it's that not, i thought that kaiju. was really cool it's is not, it not no, no no that big no. spidery things it was surely a kaiju. Dead, it was it was dead last season this is this is you holding on to how much is netflix paying you paul <laughs> not enough Need more Netflix, please. Please give me some more money. <laughs> Inflation is very expensive. What about Stranger Things? Stranger Things I watched. Season? I watched season four of Stranger Things. I thought it was very good. It was very long, but very good. Well, yeah, mm. we got fed this season. Eddie Munson oh. is the best character, by the way. Oh, is he? I hear he's still alive, but we'll find out. <gasps> that, that, Spoilers, Paul. Honestly, that last episode was like a movie at that point. You know, it's just. It was no, two it just got progressively hours. longer. It was yeah, like it, it was like a frog in a frying pan. As you binged it, you just didn't know what you were getting into. Listen, if we don't get a, like a season five, if we get a Snyder cut length episode, then uh, we'll be sorted. You know, just a long four-hour episode that could be could have been easily cut into like three episodes or something. But uh, here you go. Yeah, we're getting the one more season, aren't we? I think that's it. Then they're done. Mm. Yep, that yeah. is it. Yeah, yeah. No, I it was really cool. I liked it, and then. Um, there's a spin-off, not spin-off, a um a video game like have you I don't know if you guys know Far Cry. It's a first person shooter franchise. Yep. Anyway, if you have it, um there's a free piece of DLC that you get to play in the upside down. And it's pretty cool. Very, I mean, very gory and gruesome, but it's very cool. I didn't so, even know that. Yes, yeah, so if you have the game, it's it's free as long as you own the game, it, it's free. But, um, yeah, it was a cool mission. Very cool. Just just played it actually about an hour ago. So it was free to play this weekend. So I was like, yes, I'll jump in. And uh, do you have cool telekinetic powers like Eleven in the... Uh... No, you meet basically a Russian version of Eleven. Um, Those George. Russians. Yeah, it is, yeah, it's the Russian. The Russians are up to something. You go to investigate. You meet the oh. Demogorgon and some weird people stuck in the Upside Down who are there to kill you. When you say that you meet the Demogorgon, is he like at a bar and like you say hi awkwardly? Or it's, like... it's kind of like that. There's this nightclub, this like upside down nightclub. It's really well done. And they're just, there's a few of them just like throwing shapes. It's, um, but is yeah. the Demogorgon boogieing on the nightclub floor? Yeah, it's kind of like a, um, like, like, like a twist and shout style movie he's doing. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Twist are you, shout. Are you exactly, actually yeah. serious? You just imagine about... doing that, can't you? Are you actually serious about the demo? No, 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 none of that is true. <laughs> that would be amazing, but no, none of that is true. Oh, so yes, yeah, so I saw Stranger Things. Um, great. Um, love different robots. I mentioned that I was on that. Finished season three. Two standout kaiju episodes for anyone interested in that stuff. It was um, Bad Travelling, where there's like this giant crab thing that's sent. It, it uses the corpses to, to communicate through so it can it can speak english somehow um that's cool and um in vaulted hills no in in vaulted halls entombed um where there's like this ancient evil and um somehow a group of special forces teams go in there they well they, the they try one. they try and survive they're, they're, they're like um no it wasn't dracula there was like this, oh is this the one that was they like the go underground race. And there's like this big temple, and there's a few like booby traps and, and creatures trying to kill them. Mm. They all basically get picked off one by one until they make it to the end and just find there's this big bad guy who can use telekinesis on them. It has been a while since I watched it, to be fair, but yeah. Love, Death and Robots always deserves a shout. It is so it's, original. It's so great. I love how they're all different and they're only 10, 15 minutes. So it's perfect just to just pop one on. From the latest season, I really enjoyed the one with the rats. The oh, armor yeah. and the rats. <laughs> that was great. That was really funny. I like that. Mm. I uh, I've yet to see season, season three because I'm currently watching another show which we'll get to in a sec. Uh, but uh, oh right, 
in that case, Connor, what have Kaiju been up to? Well, Paul, um, so Joe's been sort of like uh, talking down to me a bit. Um, no. Because I... Uh, Is it about reading? He does that to me all the time. Well, not that. But, um, I will educate I, you. <laughs> I've, I've already... Uh, I've already been uh, made fun of uh, in the last couple of weeks about uh, not reading any books, but anyways. Um, no, uh, what Joe, uh, Joe um, reminded me uh, very sternly about a show called uh, Primal, right? Um, which, of course, is the, the Gendi Tarkovsky uh, show. Um, for those who don't know, he did uh, Samurai Jack. And uh, uh, Primal is a very, very good show. I have been binge watching the first season and uh, I finished it and I moved on to the, the second season. And uh, I will say it's one of the best TV shows I've seen in a while. You know, in terms of like the variety of the creatures in the show, um, the whole like visual art style, um, as well as like, it's almost like the way that the characters are drawn in the, the show is almost very comic book-esque just because of all the different line weights and all that. And uh it's almost like, um, like I was talking to Joe, about, I mentioned this, like I was saying like, uh, this reminds me a lot of Conan the Barbarian. You know, it's almost like, what if they made a Conan the Barbarian show? And sure enough, later on, the uh, the main character, uh, Spear, gets a sword and it's just like, oh God, the, the transformation is complete. This is a, a secret Conan the Barbarian show. But uh, other than that, it's violent, it's gory. And I highly recommend people that to are of age to watch it. That's true. I suppose, you know, I mean, if people can go see Deadpool at like uh, like uh, at 15, I'm sure they can uh, cope with Primal. But, uh, sure. Fair enough. The really cool thing for all of you UK listeners is it's actually in the All4 app. So it's free. There are ads, mind you. Oh, it's yeah. free and you get all of the content the episodes are released at the exact same time you get it all same time it's fantastic in that so sense. has the show finished or is it still airing it's, it's still, going. still going yeah yeah we're i think there's like four episodes out at the time of this recording of season two um and uh being being scottish as well i really do appreciate um uh, one of the later episodes which includes a more celtic sort of like clan that pops up you know which uh I think they speak Gaelic as well, which I appreciate, but I might be wrong and the entirety of Scotland is going to go after me after saying that. So, oh man. But yeah, um, go watch Primal, it's great. Um, anyways, uh, Joe, what have Kaiju been up to? So I've been up to a few things. They've been uh, delving into more dinosaur but um, I've been 3D printing a few things. I 3D printed a Mosasaur, 80 centimeters long, for those of you who know metric. And I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going to plop another like-sized one with it, put it on a base, and make a diorama out of it. So that's been eating up some of my time. I watched Jurassic World Dominion with my partner, and she really enjoyed it. We, we rented it off of Amazon, so it actually included the prologue and a few deleted scenes that they did not include in the theatrical cut, which was really fun. There was a Lystrosaurus versus an Oviraptor fight, which was fun to watch. And then the prologue was the Gignotosaurus versus T-Rex and the Cretaceous that could never have happened. I discussed that in a previous episode. It's not paleontologically accurate, not that JP ever was. Anyways, um, so yeah, we had fun time with that. I've been looking at some of the new Star Ace slash X Plus merch that's been popping up over Wonderfest. We have the Medusa that's dropped. We have a Kraken bust. We have a one-eyed centaur, which is really cool, but still no dragon. I will not be tempted away from that. Um, one of the other things that they've been doing, though, is the uh, Wonders of the Wild. I think that's what the line is called. They dropped a Tyrannosaurus Rex and a Spinosaurus in this. They are pretty neat. Um, the Spinosaurus is probably the better of the two in terms of paleontological accuracy. And it comes in two paint schemes, one that's on a bank, a riverbank, and then one where it's in the water. The one where it's in the water probably has the more interesting of the two paint schemes because half of the model looks like it's underwater. So I quite like that. The Medusa that they dropped, Star Ace, was really wonderful, of course. All their area house and stuff has been knocking it out of the park. Um, so yeah, I've been paying attention to that, been eagerly anticipating that dragon that will drop. It won't. Some... They're going to cancel it. Shut up, Paul. 
Well, um, to be fair, if they don't release that dragon, you can easily get back that beast from 20,000 fathoms because it's the same puppet technically. But, uh, that's true. Um, but uh, that, I mean, like these days, you can almost sculpt your own 3D print it. But I, I'd like to complete the collection with the actual dragon. Um, the other things I've been up to, um, I've been looking at a lot of independent films that's been coming out. We have a couple of new kaiju coming out. There's The Lake, as I understand the it. The Lake, yeah. Yep. That one looks really good. As of today, we've seen some pictures of that kaiju. Um, to be honest, I wish I hadn't seen that because it took some of the mystery out of it for me. I mean, yeah, but, have you seen the trailer? Because you see the, the full thing. Yeah, but um, anyways, I just assumed that, you know, like we hadn't seen the kaiju and it would have been like, saved for the film i liked kind of like that jaws-esque vibe where you don't see it until like the very end and that like you know you've got that building anticipation um we've discussed alien before in this podcast i recently watched prey um on disney plus no less it's a disney film <laughs> but um prey is a continuation of the long-standing predator franchise um, that started with the predator with arnold schwarzenegger in the 80s prey has to be one of if not the best Predator films that have been released. It is about an Apache woman who takes on a Predator in the Old West. It is fantastic. It is canon with the other films. And it, it's quite good. There is also an Apache dub of that film where they are all speaking Apache. So there is a little bit of English throughout the film. I should say a fair amount, but there's Comanche and French thrown in there because they come across French fur trappers. But if you get the chance to watch the Comanche dub, it's a very well done film. It's a very respectfully done film, all things considered. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. Um, what else has been dropping lately? I have also been watching Primal. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I've been looking around for merch. There isn't any. You can get stuff on Etsy as you always can. But I think what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to mod some Jurassic Park figures in order to come up with my own spear and fang. So yep. that, that will probably be something that I drop. Um, yeah, you know, that's more or less what I've been up to in terms of uh, large, dangerous, and scaly. So there we go. Now... I think we should go on to Kaiju Conversations because we have been running a contest and we have lots of questions this week. So for episode 100, 100, yeah, 100, 100. So <laughs> what do we got? Paul, you, so were you, you were the oh great compiler of all of the uh, I did compile questions. the questions together, yeah. So we'll start off with Tom Tyler, who's asked some questions. So... We won't answer. Actually, let's go. Let's go. Um, listening secretly in the shadows for around four or five episodes, but not throwing in my questions. I do apologize, Tom. Tom, Tom, Tom. That's not good enough. Sorry. No. I do apologize. But hearing <clears throat> Connor's micro painting and Joe building his dinosaur recently and Paul with his Bandai models, it seems you hosts are very much into your modeling. I want to know what is your favorite model you own or have made and what model you wish to have add to your collection? Uh, there are some other questions we'll kind of put them in another episode i think or else we'll be stretching it um he also wants to say um congratulations on reaching 100 and his top three episodes because he couldn't pick one was um frankie b washington the yokai guy and livy edwards so who wants to start off about their models oh connor this is all you man go connor Oh man. So I have this uh, one of a kind, horrible troglodyte known as Minya. I'm joking, I made this one. But <laughs> um, no, in terms of uh, models, um, um, so um, I usually prefer actually modeling miniature figures. Um, this is mostly just a, a space thing, but um, I'll start off with this one here, which is actually a Harryhausen Cyclops. This That's is actually a miniature Cyclops. Yeah, this is a Ralph Partha miniature. So basically, Ralph Partha was a company in the 80s that designed lead miniatures for Dungeons & Dragons. And I don't know if that is an officially licensed uh, uh, Harry Osen Cyclops or not, but um, to be fair, um, the likes of Games Workshop and Ralph Partha back in the day did steal a few designs from other fantasy stuff. And uh, But I would say the favourite model kit I own is... Uh, 
this lad here. This is a reproduction of the Aurora uh, model kit, uh, which came out in the 1960s, which um, I believe was the first ever piece of Godzilla merchandise. And it recently got um, uh, reproduced recently by a company called, uh, I believe it's Atlas, I think. They recently got the molds for uh, the Godzilla kit. And I believe they also uh, got the rights to the King Kong kit. Uh, so mm. if anyone wants some fancy uh, 1960s model kits of uh, Godzilla and King Kong, well, you're on luck, I guess. Just be wary that you will need to import them because they're not available in the UK, unfortunately. So this is this kit costs a pretty penny, unfortunately, more than it should have. Um, but uh, yeah, those are probably my two favorite model kits that I own. Um, uh, Joe, I suppose you've got a, a bunch well, of stuff here into your what, painting. What, what would you like, Connor? What's the one you don't have? Oh, one that I don't have. Oof. That's a tough one. Um, oh, no, really. Just something, uh, probably a. Uh, Something more Harryhausen related, like uh, maybe like a Medusa kit, perhaps, um, or perhaps a Kraken kit. Although I am technically making a Kraken, so shh. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, uh, like I was yeah. going to say, Joe, um, what uh, what's your favorite kits? Um, looks behind him at his shelf. I am I am currently putting together a Mosasaurus diorama, like I just said. Um, I'm quite excited about that one because I grew up in Kansas, which is where a lot of Mosasaur fossils have been found. So I'm pretty excited there. Um, there's going to be a pair of 80 centimeter Mosasaurs. So that's that's pretty cool. That's about two foot long for you folks who use Imperial um per per mosasaur um other than those i have a shane folks godzilla sitting on a shelf over there that uh was one of the original kits that i put together i'm still proud of it um it was done all in brushes and uh because i didn't have an airbrush so i'm like i said i'm quite proud of it um in terms of things that i've done recently that i can show our listeners i do have a carnotaurus that i put together and he is right here. Mm. And uh, yeah, I printed him off. I 3D printed him in three pieces. And I gave him a uh, beachy base. I put some felt on the bottom to make him fancy. And uh, I'm quite uh, proud of what I did there. But um, in terms of what model kits I'd like, I found a Steve Wang uh, Monster Squad creature from the Black Lagoon creature. It's a not just a bust, it's the full creature. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm interested in putting that together. Um, I have a Jurassic Park Chaos Effect Ultimasaurus figure that I want to put together. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I would like a Ray Harryhausen dragon. I would like a yeah. rearing Redosaurus with a lighthouse. I would like to put something like that together. And I would really like a Reign of Fire uh, oh, dragon. Yeah, um, there was a really awesome Steve Wang um, character maquette where it was just the uh, big male like on his like crawling on the ground. And that looked like an awesome maquette. It's, it's just a shame it got never put into being a kit. And I would have loved to put something like that together because, I mean, the Reign of Fire Dragons, it, in all fairness, it's a pretty easy paint job, but just how charismatic their heads and their silhouette is, like how bat-like and everything, I think that would be like a really fun kit to put together. See, part of the thing that I enjoy with my modeling is like the seams, the extra sculpting. I always like to like add a little bit to my kits to make them a little bit different. Oh, yeah. So... Um, for example, with the Mosasaurus, they didn't have little dorsal fins. So with great whales these days, you'll see them with like little dorsal fins, like near where their pelvis would be. And um, I put that on my Mosasaur because I figure why not, you know, convergent evolution. So I made my kits a little bit different. So in terms, like on my Carnotaurus, for instance, like the horns are a little bit bigger than the stock version. So like, I love doing stuff like that, but um yeah, those would be my shout outs for kits that I'd really like to see. Nice. nice. Paul, you got anything? 
Well, I mean, I don't build models, so I don't have a model kit at all. Uh, I've got my 1992 Godzilla X Plus model that I really like, and the Tremors uh, Graboid that you made me, well, you both made me. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. You got the sculptor <laughs> and the painter right here, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I like that because that is that's you know, that's a custom thing, so that's pretty amazing. And like the one I I don't have but would like is one that you recently highlighted, Joe, or at least I something similar, which was the Godzilla skeleton. Just because I remember seeing that as a kid, thinking that looks amazing, but it was like eighty dollars and I couldn't afford it. That's a oh, tease. Yeah. That's a tease facto um, Godzilla skeleton. You can still get actually. I'm sure you can. I just can't. Um, I couldn't build a model to save my life. I don't think, but that's that's something that I thought I, that looks really cool. They actually. We'll have a conversation. We'll, we'll have a conversation, Paul. You, if yeah. you send it over here, I'll put okay. it together for you. Okay. <laughs> I, I think the I think they actually did a miniature version of that kit recently as like a gashapon figure. Like they it was did. Like, oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, but they're was, like like what an inch big. Um, I think like each gashapon is like say like a. That so like uh definitely just, just tall yeah they also did uh king Ghidorah as well like king Ghidorah they skeleton, did, they so. did. I, I, I sicked yeah i sicked one of my japanese friends on trying to find it but you can't just mm. find it you know like mm. together you have to like connor said you have to get the pieces so he was like yeah well top, no cigar I, it depends i guess because sometimes they do release gashapons in like packs which has all the figures um for instance um there's a company called art spirits they did these gashapon figures of king of the monsters now you can either buy the gashapons individually or you can actually buy a pack which has all the figures um so i think it just depends really uh but i'll have to look to see if you can actually buy the godzilla skeleton complete or not yeah yeah i think it's potluck isn't it it's, it's a machine you put money in and Pretty much. you get something pops out you just don't know which you get which one or you mm -hmm. pay a premium and get the whole box i'll just oh, buy yeah just buy the machine and even then it probably doesn't have all the bits i've just been reminded you guys just reminded me another model kit which i've recently come upon is uh i have the jurassic park rexy nice. i have the stan winston maquette rexy <laughs> well actually if you want a dream model kit there you go the stan winston godzilla design that would be a fantastic kit if they ever released it but oh, unfortunately gosh, yeah. never to be unfortunately but <laughs> Oh dear. And it's such a good design as well, which well waste. It was a wasted opportunity, but at least we got to see it. You know, that's what you gotta say there. Anyways, moving right. on to the next question. Question number two. Who's doing that? Ooh. Let's see. Go for it, Joe. All right. So two seconds. Let me just bring up the old list. All right. Critics are getting in some reviews for the new prey moving. Oh, oh you're going to that one, are you? Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Well, it was, okay. it was, it we'll was right next down, which is being released in August direct to Disney Plus. <laughs> the reviews are coming in very good. Are you excited? And do you think that, or do you think that Predator is overstaying its run? Well, the reason that I went straight to this one is because I've kind of already said it. Talked about, yeah, yeah. Prey is fantastic. It is not overstated. And the thing about Predator, the reason that this Predator movie is probably doing so well is it's not set in the future or in the modern era. It is in the past because a good part of predator lore is that they've been coming to planet earth for a long old time so to see a predator in the past that really that that's what folks wanted to see that was the imagination taking place so i, don't, I think in this case it's not overstating it's welcome if we had another modern day predator that would have felt very stagnant but you know good shout that that's a great question but i think that's where we stand on it. you guys have any different opinion on it well, I haven't seen Prey yet. Um, I think I'm the only one in this uh, call that hasn't <laughs> seen Prey yet. Um, I don't know. It's got a lot to live up to because um, I love the first two films in the Predator franchise. I mean, you know, especially the first one. Shift kiss, you know, just mm, perfect 80s film. Um, but um, I don't know. I mean, look at the size of Arnold's arms in that one. That's a very impressive uh, bicep. So, God. Yeah, but you need uh, brains not muscle that's and, true uh, i don't know i mean the problem with me is i like all the predator films so <laughs> you can't really take what i say because i enjoyed the predator i enjoyed alien versus predator requiem you know so oh. if i said it's good you know 
that means you know, nothing. I, I remember seeing that in cinemas and just remember I couldn't see a thing because it was like <laughs> it was pitch black. Dark, wasn't it? Yeah. My you brother know? and I went and saw that on opening night on Christmas Day, or you know, like Christmas Day night. And we both came back like on Christmas, like it's Christmas. What the heck did we just watch? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a slasher film, but with yeah. aliens and predator. It was yeah. great. It that's, was what my, it, that's what it wanted to be. That's what it was. I had fun with it. It was oh, actually right. my birthday when I saw that film as well. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, so it's question. just like, happy birthday. Can't see a thing. That's... <laughs> All right. All right. So let's move on now. So we've got Dave. Dave's been a longstanding, lovely member of our community and here in the UK. His question is, what is everyone's favorite brand of collectible? I know some guys love X Plus, other Bandai. Mine will always be the Imperial I had as a small kid. Dave, you have fantastic taste, sir. I have an Imperial sitting right here. I'm going to drag it out for our YouTube audience. Look at that beast right there. Oh, only a face a mother could love. Just That's Imperial. Say, yeah. Nice. And he Big is plastic clean toy. as a whistle. Oh, he is vinyl. Oh, he's vinyl, he's is he? solid, too. Solid these, are rock, yeah. these are sharp. That's not apparently, a children's the, toy. Yeah, that is a weapon. This is what, yeah, apparently this is one of the reasons why they weren't necessarily like kept on producing it, but because uh, it was a pretty successful toy. But um, yeah, I love the Imperial as well. Um, in terms of favorite collectibles um, for large, dangerous, scaly things, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Trendmasters Godzilla toys that were released in the States in the early 90s. Basically, all the Heisei films, um, we had them, albeit stylized variants. My one that got away, the one that I always wanted was the Varan, but I still have every other character locked away in a uh, green tote, which Paul has seen me open. Um, after that, when it comes to large ginger scaly fangs, action figures, uh, I like Dino Riders, but if it's going to come right down to it, the Kenner Jurassic Park figures from the early 90s will never be topped. When we talk about Kaiju, X Plus. X plus slash star ace. Um, if I'm really going to hand it to between X plus and star ace, I got to give star ace the uh, credit because their Ray Harryhausen line has been absolutely fantastic in terms of what they brought to the table, the detail and the added extras. They've been blowing it out of the water. It's been great. But yeah, I digress. So Connor, what you got? What's your favorite? So um, I've been sort of like uh, slowing down a bit in terms of like collecting, say, Kaiju figures, for instance, because uh, I've been mostly into like model painting or model building as of late. But if we are talking about um, Kaiju figures in general, I I like to go very simple. I like the the Bandai Movie Monster series because um, it's it's what I grew up with. You know, like um, in fact, you know, this one here is actually one of the earliest ones I ever had as a kid. This is the uh, the uh final wars gigan final wars gigan yet this is the exact same figure i've had since 2005 so you know he's a uh, he's had he, he looks a bit uh shoddy but you know uh i will say i do appreciate actually the detail on the, some of the older uh bandai movie monsters especially like because this alone could probably pass off as an x plus you know just because of all the detail that was put into it but uh yeah um but that being said, sometimes the figures are hit or miss. Sometimes, you know, the, the detail is not as great. But um, occasionally you will get gems like the uh, the recent Gamera figures that they produced. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever seen them. Um, they produced a Gamera 95, which looks like a mini X Plus, you know, and it's uh, it's it's a really great uh, figure, I'd say. Um, but other than that, I also appreciate um, in more recent years the Mego figures. Now, Mego is a brand from the 1970s that uh, produced uh, Planet of the Apes figures or Star Trek figures, right? But they recently acquired the Ultraman license, right? And they have basically they've been producing sort of 1970s style Ultraman figures. So this is uh, one of them here, and so this is like. You know, as old school as you can get, like it's like a cloth sort of like uh, material from like the suit and all that. Um, it's as cheesy as it can be, and they're, they're just full of charm, these figures, honestly. Um, even though they look really off and really off model, but never mind. Um, Paul, what sort of collectibles do you like? 
Um, I'm going to have to side with Joe because um, Kenner, as a kid, yeah, those Jurassic Park toys were just amazing. And I mean, I've still got a few of them. I know they're not. We, we looked at the characters and they were like really beefy versions of some of the film films, but the dinosaurs themselves are so well done, especially the T-Rex with that skin and the, the car with the battle damage. So yeah, Kedda as Judd and now X Plus. I'm going to go with X Plus because of the death of real line. I just think they're so, so cool. Just oh, nice, yeah. perfect size for your shelf, really high detailed and, and lots of fun. So they're, yeah. they're cooler Funko Pops very much. They are, they are, <laughs> yeah. Because Funko Pop is just the complete lack of detail, but you kind of know what it is. Whereas the yeah. X Plus is like, this is a highly detailed thing. I often, as, as this is pretty bad, I used to put a Funko Pop conference just won't go with the juice everywhere. Every like shop basically sells Funko Pops in some shape or form, I've noticed. Yes, you can't escape the Funko Pops. No. There we go. So we've got all those. Thanks for asking, Dave. So now we have Sally. So Sally says, hi, guys. Favorite episode was the one with Steve Wilson. Oh, nice. good taste. He's, he's, that was a good interview. Question is, if you were to have Godzilla and Michael Myers in a battle, who do you think would win? It was later clarified in some comments that this is a serial killer, Michael Myers, not the Austin Powers actor. Just wanted to yeah, make sure you, you got that in there, Joe. Okay. No, fair. I mean... Is isn't Michael Myers just like a guy? He's well, he never seems to die, does he? I think it depends on the continuity as well. I think they're basically all over the place with the Halloween films. It's like, oh, he's uh, an immortal uh, like spectral thing or something like that. Oh, he's just a he's just a madman or something that comes out of an asylum. They can't make their mind up really. But uh um yeah, let's just say that Godzilla probably I'm, I'm assuming Godzilla would either squish him or just he he would just incinerate him and that would be that but then yeah. i remember that michael Voorhees, not michael jason Voorhees, <laughs> michael Voorhees. Oh, could you imagine what an unholy union <laughs> they're, they're, they're all the same really well, there was there was an episode of you robot chicken ah! where godzilla and um jason had a fight and I'm i think jason might have won i'm trying to remember now because he couldn't he just couldn't godzilla couldn't kill him i think he ate him and then he just kind of cut him up from the inside yeah but yeah. godzilla heals doesn't he <laughs> So do these guys? No, they'll just be in eternal battle. <laughs> it's more like it's more like a splinter in Godzilla's foot. Anyways, <laughs> great talking point. Moving on. So we have okay. M. So M says, "Congratulations on the 100th episode. You must all be thrilled. We, we are, are thrilled. Epi episode Ooh. 100. How about that? I'm glad right. I was there for all of it. But <laughs> nice." So my question, questions, wow, my questions for y'all is, I like the y'all, thank you for the y'all. <laughs> we all have a habit of building up an image of what a celebrity would like before we meet them. Have any of your guests been completely different to how you thought they'd be, good or bad, or beyond exceeded your expectations? Oh. I'm gonna have to skip this one because I've not been here for too long, so. <laughs> Honestly, um, I think that we've had like some really lovely celebrities we have, um, but I'm trying to think of any that I've had an expectation of beforehand to think, oh, what the bit. I suppose, um, no, I'm trying to think, yeah, I'm trying to think of someone that I've been like, well, Steve Wang, I suppose, we're pretty hyped to see him because he's like done all these amazing things and he was just so humble about everything, wasn't he? He was lovely he was just like, yeah, and yeah, shy and just you wonderful. Couldn't, I was like, so you wrote, directed and did the effects for, for Guyver and you're just like, yeah, I did that. But it's, it was it, you know, it's just... <laughs> Yeah. It was it was so strange that he was yeah he was but um, yeah I think that would be be my answer. I I'd say that we have had really lovely celebrities on. We it, it's been kind of funny because behind the scenes, obviously, we talked to them pre, during, and post podcast uh, when there's editing involved and breaks and things like that. And it's been interesting because on some of them, like there will be talking points where you can tell like there's been a nerve that's been struck. And you can see like <laughs> celebrities getting salty or like, oh yeah, I saw that. They shouldn't have done that. Blah, 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 blah. You, some of the writers that we've had on have, you know, critiqued other writing, you know, like shows or whatnot. It's just been really funny to see like that level Outside, of talent. Yeah. That level of talent interacting with another level of talent and just like the way that they would have done something or their take of what it would have been had they been involved. And it's those kind of things, like those what if stories that I find really fun. But yeah, Alex got her five episodes of the one with Freddie E. Williams, 
and Livy Edwards. Doesn't Livy sound like Emma Watson? Livy, uh, would, she? Would, she she would probably love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I will say I, I want to apologise for uh, to uh, Livy um, for not seeing Doctor Strange. I have since seen Doctor Strange, oh, and yeah, um, so all is all is mended. <laughs> oh dear. Um, to... Paul, I think I think the next question's got to be yours, mate. Yeah, uh, no, I've not watched Monsters Inc. or Monsters University. Oh, so the, the follow-up question there from him. Um, yeah, so the next episode is from Lisa, and her favorite episode is the one with just Paul. Um, oh, and her question is: Are we going to say Lisa's surname no. just to make it wholesome? <laughs> Brag on your Mrs. Paul. Come on. Uh, and her question is: What is the next milestone you want to reach, and will the podcast end with you or will new hosts continue so basically Lisa's wondering when she yeah when yeah. she had you back <laughs> the answer Lisa never. look into my cold dead eyes <laughs> never he is ours now <laughs> take that <laughs> I'd like to think that it would continue without us and yeah. our fresh blood would come on there we go. We could we could pass we could pass the torch as it were yeah. once we get old and decrepit. Well, technically I didn't yeah, sign anything, so I quit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, great questions. Great questions. So number six, I feel like I owe it to this one. Marine asks, all right, so what is your favorite film? What is her favorite film? King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, nice. The question. All right. Would you rather spend the night with a gremlin who is specifically given food after midnight or a coked out toddler? What's no, the just difference? A, a coked out toddler. So that's um so that's like a dead toddler. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> so like, I mean, like I mean, have they have Coca-Cola? Are they on cocaine or are they just like really hyper? I, I was just I don't I feel like if it's the drug so this children and, and young parents you should never do because that is a quick way to kill a child um Marine I'm glad that you haven't reached that point in your life yet um welcome to Kaiju Kaios <laughs> we, we do dead talk yeah, jokes. yeah this this just got dark yeah uh, no no we do not no we do not please we don't like drugs don't do drugs kids um I would rather have the gremlin honestly because I feel like the gremlin and I would get along we'd be watching movies way past when we should be asleep eating junk food and generally causing mayhem about the house so like yeah i'm i'm on par with that like you know, I sign mean, me up if it's not at my house then they get so if we're if we're at a cinema yeah, yeah is, this, is, it, is this the gremlins house do the gremlins oh, okay oh yeah. yeah do the mogwai have homes we don't know so yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna go with gremlin okay with gremlin yeah. for sure yeah. yeah i'll go for a night out of the gremlin that'd be fun yeah thank you marine for that so number seven what do we number got here? Have the name, do we? Uh, that was Richard Galt. Okay. How do '80s nostalgia trips like Stranger Things and It get it so right? But can you? But continuations of '80s nostalgia trips like the Terminator, Predator, Aliens don't quite hit the mark. Well, Prey kind of did a good job. That, yeah, it's actually. Yeah, he goes. Just, Are you um, excited for Prey? I I I, I had mixed emotions about Prey, but after I'd seen it, and like even during it, like I turned to my partner and said, "This is a lot better than the other ones." Of course, she had no idea what I was talking about because it was her first one. But you know, like great film, uh, or maybe just what why have sequels and or remakes of eighties, nineties sci-fi films for the most part been below par? I mean, have and, they been below par, or is it just that we've got nostalgia for them, um, or a bit of both? I feel like nostalgia is just like a get out of jail free card. It's being yeah. used quite a bit these days for, I mean, like if you can't come up with something original, throw nostalgia at it. I feel like the latest Jurassic Park movie for all that I enjoyed about it. The thing that I enjoyed most was the bits of nostalgia that they threw in. Yeah. Cause mm, I'll get that. Cause realistically there was so much skipped over. There were so many plot holes and it wasn't realistic on quite a few levels, but nostalgia wise i absolutely loved it so i mean it is a get out of jail free card for writing i think if you if you rely too much on nostalgia you're going to hit an aging customer base and you're not going to attract a new one yeah. whereas if you assign a set period in the past for an original or interesting concept it will hit home so stranger things 
it's basically Dungeons and Dragons, but lots of folks don't know that. But if you set it in the 80s and have the characters go through this really interesting story in the 80s, which provides nostalgia for one side of the audience, but provides an engrossing plot for the other side, that's great. That, that, that's good writing and that's originality and that's using nostalgia to its best advantage. Relying on the name brand of a franchise to get you through to like the end goal to the finish line that's where i think concept falls flat thoughts I think, gentlemen i think there's only so many times that you can use put a guy that. in a rubber suit and have him fight another guy in a rubber well, suit. well i mean that's i mean it. we got to be careful diminishing returns there though wasn't it they had to take a break for like 10 years because people stopped going to see the films yeah and I, I, they tried to bring alien back and that that did not work out don't give a start and we love Tom, the alien Tom creature Hill. but Again, Terminator as well. That's just it's just like, oh yeah, we get it. The thing is with Terminator is it technically had an ending with Terminator too. That the story ended there. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's just studio greed at that point. Yeah, T one like, and T two were perfect. Oh, until someone yeah. thought Until someone thought, you know, we could make more money. We could we could make another five or so and just yeah, keep going. Actually, yeah. um, here's a good one: Terminator two or Terminator one. Uh, quickly, I guess. Terminator two. T2. It's all about T2. T1. You know, I have to be Ooh, the other one. The out. anarchist in the group. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I just think the stakes are higher on the Terminator uh, 1, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, anyways. <laughs> um, and the favorite episode was the Tremors episode, one of his favorite films. We have a lot of Tremors episodes, to be fair. Yes, yeah, we do, don't we? All right. I'll read the next one. We've got Daniel Quinn, Frank Ewer. Dan's one of my pals, and I recently went to his wedding in the States, so we're going to oh, give nice. him a full shout out. Hey guys, American listener here, and wanted to say I love your podcast. Oh, Dan, I love you too, mate. As for our favorite episode, I'm ashamed to say that I'm not 100% cut up. By far, they've all been amazing. Had to Hard to think of a question to ask that wasn't already answered, but perhaps something a little outside the box. Do you guys think the Ghostbusters could take on a kaiju, and if so, which one? As for which Ghostbuster, I'm of course referencing the OG Ghostbusters from the 80s. You could so, say I'm going to say that the Ghostbusters could take on a kaiju. Let's just say there was a kaiju-sized marshmallow man, for instance, there, Dan. <laughs> I'm willing to bet they could put up a good fight with their with their uh, hadron colliders or their uh, proton packs. So, yeah. You know, of, so co of course, when we talk about OG Ghostbusters in the 80s, are they referring to the film or the TV show Ghostbusters? You know, Ooh, yeah, the real Ghostbusters. Oh no, not the real Ghostbusters. I'm talking about the ones. Oh the yeah, the ones with the gorilla. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not many people. Not many people. You know, think about that. You see, the thing is, though, is that Dan Aykroyd. We're gonna go off off topic here. Dan Aykroyd's family was like really into paranormal stuff. So like, there's a book floating around, like the uh, Ecto One User's Guide or something like that. The user manual. You can get them at HMV here, but I'm pretty sure it'd be on Amazon. But it basically outlines all the gizmos and gadgets in the Ghostbusters universe. And the thing is, because Dan Aykroyd's family was so into the paranormal, that's one of the reasons why that movie got made. So when it comes to like the proton packs, the goggles, all that stuff, Dan had this thought out to the nines before the Ghostbusters name ever got involved. So I feel like, was it a ripoff? Wasn't it? I feel like the actual name, they needed that name. And that's where they got into trouble or they wanted that snappy name. But in terms of concept, that is Dan Aykroyd being original, in my humble opinion, because it's his family legacy in a sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would I would agree as well. But yeah, the Ghostbusters could easily take on the kind of Murray the Mantis. Totally. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're yeah, they're from about they're pretty powerful things. If you, if you cross the streams of that. I'll blow anything up i'm sure <laughs> should i do that I, I you can do number 10 connor but i'm going to take number nine this okay. comes from this comes from good old john hermans so favorite episodes is the one where you talk about godzilla versus the power rangers because power, power rangers. rangers i like that <laughs> yeah for the record though i don't read the material so you should absolutely do spoiler segments We'll get right on that, John. My question after showing my son his first kaiju movie in Sea Beast is if Pixar were to make a kaiju movie, what would the plot be? 
Do not cheat off of CDs. I want an original answer slash idea. The second question is, what would your top three kaiju movies for kids under five be? Oh, an indoctrination question. Oof. We enjoy those. So if Pixar were to do a kaiju film. Monsters, Inc. No. <laughs> no. So what I think, I think this would be good. So we have Monster Island in the Toho universe, correct? Yeah. Mm. So I feel Escape from Monster Island. You know, only okay, like, like Escape some... from Witch Mountain, but yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's just like the kaiju are trying to escape, and you have like these big kaiju. Think of like Winnie the Pooh and friends, almost like them, but like maybe a little bit more edgy. But like they're trying to escape Monster Island and it's just like all the goofy hijinks and stuff that they do. It's kind of like um, Finding Nemo. The fish are always trying to get out of the aquarium. And then once they get out of the aquarium, it's like, well, now what? You know, like I think that could be turned into a really fun Pixar film. Just, because... just, like, just expose the fish on Finding Nemo to radiation. There you go. There's your... There's your yeah. uh... There we go. But that's that's the way I do it because you probably have monsters on the island which weren't friendly that they had to get past certain zones, you know, like all that stuff. But that could be like a really fun like hour and a half film, like watching like the monsters try and escape, you know, like ducking lasers and stuff so as not to get detected, things like that. Yeah, be fun. That would was, be fun. I was thinking more something like um, Land Before Time where the like the kitty dinosaurs, like a rite of passage there. They're trying to make it from A to B and all the hijinks along the way and the friendships they make and all stuff like that. So, I mean, someone's got to die, obviously. A parent's got to die at the start because that's how these films go. But that's not a kaiju film. That's a dinosaur film. Well, no, they're, they're kaiju. It could be baby Godzilla. Godzilla dies, baby Godzilla, baby Anguirus, and baby Rodan have to try and make it somewhere. You went really dark for this, you know. This is supposed to be a kid's film. This is... How does how does um, Finding Nemo start? Isn't the mum murdered and the child's yeah, left disabled? Yeah, quite, yeah. quite, quite true. You know, Bambi, like that, that. up. Yeah. I mean, In, <laughs> like you know, like, we were kids' films always kids. start with something traumatic. I, you see, I got on SS S. Wilson for killing Little Fitz's mom. <laughs> you know, like we can't then hop on this podcast and say that's what we'll do because we've already yes, we can because we can say that. But, the, but that, that made you the man you are today, Joe. Seeing Littlefoot's mother die, we're just riddled with anxiety. <laughs> Come on now. So, what are what are our top films for indoctrinating young children into the kaiju fandom? What do we got here? Um, what's that one with um, the kid and the and the bullies? The Godzilla film. Godzilla's oh, Godzilla's Revenge. Revenge. Yeah, fan that's favorite. That's a terrible movie. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> um. Actually, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even show Godzilla's Revenge to kids. I don't think they should suffer. Yeah, they'll be like, "What is this?" I feel like. Um, I mean, under fire because I would say Power Rangers, but that's that's probably going to make them start fighting and wrestling in the front room. So perhaps not. Because I saw Power Rangers at that age. What's wrong with you? Come on now. Um, I think. What do you think? Not a lot. Tremors. No, you don't show tremors <laughs> to a small child. They'll never, never go, go outside again. again. You can, you can, I need the kid to go to the park. You can show those monkey bars. No, never. You can show them the TV cuts where they cut all the gore and the swearing. Yeah. Oh Lord. Um. I mean, are there? Are there many? There are. So, all right. So we 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 discussed like local monsters and stuff like that. I think the Water Horse is a decent enough film that you could probably show someone five and under that. Um, I mentioned How to Train Your Dragon is probably a good. How to Train Your Dragon, like we've argued that dragon or kaiju, and that has a whopping big dragon at the end. That's yeah. that's a good one that you could show a kid. Um, what's another one? See the original King Kong is a classic but it's probably too boring for a kid no, isn't it yeah it's, it's black and, and white it, as well and, so. and then it has bits of it that you know that you probably couldn't the seventh voyage of sinbad yeah you could show yeah, that something like it. that i mean what was mysterious yeah. island or yeah i mean it's probably a harry Housen film would be all right wouldn't it i think yeah. seventh voyage of sinbad is snappy enough in like the first few segments with like the cyclops and all that and like 
you know, going to Baghdad and all the magic and everything. Oh yeah, it keep, it's got the genie and stuff, isn't it? It yeah. keep it yeah. keep yeah, it keeps the kids' interest going for you know quite a while. Whereas you know, like other Harryhausen films, like you know, like Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. Again, you said like, I don't want to say the black and white's going to scare people away, but you know, like hey, no. Uh, um, what's I, I feel like we need to like drop another Godzilla film into the mix. Mm-hmm. A lot I, of them, they, they I feel like God's the kids, didn't they? So, so the Heisei films, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two, or no, they shoot him in the back with that one. That's probably not a very good one. This is a this is a tough question. What about like the um? Oh, is it Tokyo SOS with Mothra and Mechagodzilla? That was um, you know, kid friendly, weren't they? Honestly, I think that the Heisei Mothra film would probably be a good one because that's about as neutral and then you have the baddie you know like batra like, that's pretty cool yeah yeah, yeah. Like and then you know like you have you have the saving the environment but you know i think that that's that's probably okay yeah i think those hasty moffa films were meant to be for kids in the first place so yeah they destroy probably all, destroy all monsters would probably be fun i mean if mm-hmm. like if your kid can get through you know like that time period of film you know like yeah. with actually yeah, i mean son of godzilla just because i mean that's got some great little moments in it. Do you really want to expose your kid to a face like this? <laughs> no, <laughs> terrifying. never. <laughs> um, that was a model of Manila being held up there. No, I'm I, feel, being... I feel like all children should be exposed to Legend of the Dinosaur and Monster Birds. No. No, actually, I take that back. I take that back. Gamera versus Gauss, the original Gamera versus Gauss. Okay, I haven't seen that, so I'll take your word. It's for it. it's led like the whole plot is led by a child who's looking at like like has a connection with Gamera and is like saying like oh Gauss this that and the other that would be one that I would I would be comfortable showing a kid like Gauss is a big vampire that drinks blood but like in terms of how scary that film actually is it's not very and then it was recently released with the uh, Arrow Gamera films so like it's easy okay, to get yeah. relatively easy to get a hold of now so. So what have we said? Like you could do Revenge of Godzilla if they can sit through it. You can do Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. You can do the Heisei, Mothra. Um, what else? What else did we come? Uh, we had How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon. I've got one that no one's even mentioned yet. Gamera versus Gauss. What What did you have, Connor? The Iron Giant. See, we've talked about the Iron Giant, but I was and I thought about that immediately, but he's a giant mech does he qualify as a kaiju the reason that iron giant has made it onto this podcast is because the book is about him taking on a giant dragon well there you go for introduce the movie on the book yeah <laughs> yeah the book's really wholesome too but yeah iron giant you know we'll throw that in because we are huge iron giant fans on this podcast but i feel like those are really solid you know like uh films to get somebody started on and I remember being quite young when um, I saw the Mechagodzilla films, the original uh, Shawa oh. Mechagodzilla films. I think that's most kids' introduction to Godzilla is those Mechagodzilla films. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I that. mean, like those those are pretty good. And like in terms of plot, like by the night, those were getting darker again. But in terms of like what kids, you know, like were were able to watch them, like spacemen with laser beams and stuff like that that's yeah. no different than if they were to watch like a john carter cartoon back in the day so that's fine all mm. right so moving on that was a great question john thank you for that so connor this is yours who asked this one okay so this is a question from twitter from one of my followers you get get ready folks this is a question from ginger jesus and he's asking right. have you <laughs> Have you delved into what other monsters could be considered kaiju, like uh, like take uh, grape grape ape, or maybe even Clifford the Big Red Dog? So you you have introduced Clifford to this podcast. We've been really trying to avoid. No, I remember this question. It, it was brought up um, when we had the kaiju Matt, weekly guys. Oh, and, and probably Matt as well. Yeah, Matt Matt is very vocal about this. The good old Matt Frank, the Frankinator. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure a few people. We um, <laughs> we take a broad view of what we, we're very broad. Yeah. We are very broad because we're accepting, and we don't feel like this is a fandom that should be closed off. If you like one thing or another, it, hmm. it is it is niche enough. You don't have to have niches within the niche. Let's just all come together. I don't honestly like no great ape, great ape, but is he along the lines with Jabberjaw? Because it sounds like a serial mascot almost, or like a. <laughs> 
Grape Ape is like a Hanna Barbera like, cartoon, I think, like a purple is gorilla. He? Is yeah. he called Grape Grape Ape? I thought it was called Great Ape or something. Like that. Well, I assumed it was misspelled as Grape, but I've just googled it, and there is the Great Grape Ape, who is yeah. this giant okay. purple ape with a hat and um, does, jacket. Does he yeah. eat grapes? Is that why he's it called? It was that? a 1975 TV show by Hanna Barbera. So uh, yeah, there you go. But but um, in terms of like including them. We will include them because, like yeah, I said, I like we take we take a broad, happy view. We just want to hear people's opinions and have people enjoy the fandom, which is large creature features. So remember, kaiju only just means strange beast. So exactly, there you go. yeah, it doesn't that's, have to be big. That's what it, we got. It was almost big, but that's die kaiju technically. But it's, yeah, um, let's not be too smart. I guess. Oh, so we've 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 got a couple towards the end here. So Godzilla fan UK, who's that? Hmm, well, I wonder. Favorite mm. episode is the one with the yokai guy. Now 100 episodes have been reached. What's the next achievement for Kaiju Curry House or UK Kaiju in general? Yeah, mm. because I mean, episode 200 just seems a bit. It's like, well, we've done 100 it'll be, now. It'll be a while, but you know, like we can do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. So, what's the next achievement? What what's what's the next goal that we would like to reach? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, do we want to get a superstar celebrity on, or do we forget about the podcast and say UK Kaiju? We just want to put on a convention or something. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Anyways, <laughs> moving on to the next question. Well, this one's from Black Lagoon Dad. Black Lagoon that's Dad. My, that's my. That's my alias. You including me on this, Paul? All yes. right. My favorite episode is still the one with armadillos because I had wow. That was a hoot recording, and I that really is an old it. one. Yeah. What is Paul's favorite cartoon kaiju? <laughs> My favorite cartoon kaiju. Wow. What's an excellent question, Joe. And um, he's going to say Grape Ape now. No. <laughs> close, close. Um, Hanna Barbera, because nostalgia, the um, Earth Eater, is it called? In oh, the, right. um, in the Godzilla, because I remember that episode, my dad taped it and I just watched it over and over and over again. And so it was like this, and what was it? It's like, um, it was on all fours, like a crocodile, but with a He almost looked like Angus, but... Um, yeah, but he was, he was just all colours, kinds of brown, wasn't yeah, he? Just he? All patches just... of brown, and he would, he would eat the earth, because he, he was the earth eater. And so the buildings were falling down, falling through, and there was like sinkholes coming up because he was just underground eating everything. And yeah, it, I'm trying to remember the sound he made now, but I remember him being very cool and loved him as a kid. And it was so, probably some variation of it, yes, that, <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> it was, I think, just like that. Yeah, it's just like all oh. of those, all those monsters from that show sounded just <laughs> like that. Um, but that was uh, that's my favorite cartoon kaiju, just just because of nostalgia. I think I could say go. there's lots of cool ones from like Godzilla the series or more recent animated films but we're going to go for, the, go for an old school one awesome. i was i was curious as to see if they kept the uh the roar for godzilla when they put the cartoon over to japan um <laughs> and uh yeah apparently they did you know there was a rumor going around they replaced this roar with the traditional <laughs> godzilla roar but uh yeah so I can imagine a lot of Japanese kids waking up to see Godzilla, and there's <laughs> just this Godzilla? strange green monster. Godzilla must have like. a sore throat. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> the audio's changed. All right, folks, we are going to take a brief break from episode 100. 100. And then we will come right back. Thanks. Hello, and welcome back to episode 100. 100. <laughs> of kaiju curry house We're now we have gone through some fantastic questions from our listeners thank you so much for your support for your questions for everything you've done over the last three and a half years bringing us up to episode 100 now we want to talk about the future the joe future is the future now. we've got some exciting things hopefully coming up haven't we um yeah we do so as official party planner as it were um I will tell all of you that we are planning on having a convention in 2023. We are at the point of final um, final negotiations for a venue. Can't uh, release it just yet. We're hoping to, but unfortunately, summer holidays, you know, getting all the documents signed and all that. But um, we have looked at a couple of venues. Hopefully, you'll be very happy with them. 
Um, but yeah, 2023 is the year we have KaijuCon number two. Um, we have lots planned for it. We were looking at original screenings, um, UK premieres. We were going to have our own UK Kaiju merch, which includes apparel, toys, and models, which is pretty awesome. I Connor, doing that. <laughs> yeah, Connor has been helping out with the model sculpts, and they, and to be fair, all the concept artwork and the models look fantastic. Um, Connor, do you want to take everybody through like what we've been discussing? Oh yes. Um, so we are um, basically we have an idea at the moment uh, uh, for uh, uh, cryptid figures, per se, you know, like, uh, and uh, rather than just being a, uh, just various cryptids from like all over the, the world, uh, this will be focused on uh, more UK-based cryptids. So uh, uh, close to home. Close to home, yeah. So it's like uh, we have ideas for some more well-known ones, there might be a design for a certain uh, uh, sea serpent that lives in Loch Ness. We have a uh, some even more obscure ones, uh, such as uh, some certain uh, Northern Ireland uh, uh, monsters. Um, but um, yeah, um, you're just going to have to uh, wait and see. You'll be in for a surprise once you see them. But they do look amazing. I don't want to understate that. Connor has knocked it out of the ballpark, and we're really excited to see how we can bring these figures to you guys. So stay tuned on that front. Regarding the different events and what we're hoping to do there, we want to have a model competition. Like we've been asked questions, we like to model on this podcast. So if you are similar, it would be great for you to come and strut your stuff, and you could win a model kit and a trophy which would be great. We would be um, looking to have another costume contest with a trophy this year. We are looking to have a gaming section where we can play games. Um, that was a big hit for the first one. We were looking to have an artist, uh, an artist alley. And like, again, it's just fun times getting to see all of you. And hopefully we can get uh, enough vendors signed up for merch. So there's enough merch for everybody to go around other than just ours. But we are definitely going through with a, another KaijuCon here in the UK, 2023. Stay tuned for details, but we are very excited to announce that because we've got all of our ducks in a row, all of our Kaiju in a row, I should say, and it, we're gonna make it happen. So there we go. We also have some amazing art, which will be unique to the show, which we have commissioned by none other than the great Bob Eggleton himself. So that's going to be really, really fun. But yeah, we are definitely having a Kaiju Con this year. For everybody who's been asking, that was one of the most asked questions when we put this to the world for episode 100. And yes, it's going to happen. So there you go. We haven't been sitting idly still. We've been doing stuff. There we are. I think with that announcement, we better wrap up and make our recommendations. What do you guys think, guys? Yeah, I think uh, that's a good idea to wrap up. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, I'll ask Paul first. Uh, Paul, if nothing else. Um, if nothing else, I'm just going to plug ourselves um, because obviously we've got episode 100 today, if you're listening on Monday. Um, now, for episode 100, some of our previous guests have sent messages of support to us and on our youtube channel at uk kaiju on wednesday there will be an upload in the evening of of the guests uh, messages so which will be pretty cool i mean there's some really good ones in there so i hope everyone will check out our youtube channel on wednesday or you know whenever you want <laughs> and That's listen awesome. and go and, yeah listen to some of your favorite episodes so mine was the one with the yokai guy just remember a bit about this spider creature thing that sounded horrific loved it <laughs> that is cool connell if nothing else if nothing else uh watch uh Gendy tarkovsky's uh, primal uh, on all four in the uk um just remember there's gonna be a lot of adverts so uh you can make a make a cup of tea in the meantime whilst you're watching it so <laughs> a very british thing to do but uh yeah um so joe if nothing else if nothing else, I'm going to 
give a recommend for Sea Beast. It was mentioned on this podcast. We'll be doing an episode about it. We are looking for a guest at the moment. We'll see if we can make that happen. But Sea Beast was a very enjoyable film. It was great on a lot of levels. The animation was crisp. Give it a watch. It is a family-friendly film. Um, after that, I'm going to plug us. We are 100 episodes in, three and a half years. We have interviewed writers, animators, directors, producers, special effects artists, creators, product developers. We have interviewed comic book artists. We have, we have a great repertoire. We are well and truly a great podcast. I don't mind saying it. I am so proud of us. So hopefully you can look back on our hundred episodes and find something that you'll enjoy. And by all means, get in contact with us. We do this to meet folks like you who enjoy the fandom just as much as us. This podcast was started as three individuals that just wanted to talk about the Kaiju fandom and it has grown to be so much more. And we appreciate all of your support. It is really wholesome. It keeps us going and it makes us feel great. And we just want to let you know that we are so thankful for that support. So thanks for 100 great episodes. And here's to the next 100, quite frankly. To 100 more episodes. There we go. Cup of tea. Yeah, cup of tea. Cup of tea. <laughs> thanks, folks. And as always, keep it kaiju. Hello and welcome to Kaiju Curry House, part of the Heroes Podcast Network. We're three guys in the UK producing a fortnightly podcast full of kaiju goodness. I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me today we have Joe. Howdy there. And Alex. Good evening. Today our main discussion will be why are you a kaiju fan? Um, that seems like a natural starting point and it's a great opportunity for us to learn um, about our individual tastes. But before we get into that, let's define what a kaiju actually is. Uh, up until recently, I thought a kaiju was Japanese for giant monster, um, but I think Joe and Alex know what it actually means. So, you guys, do you want to enlighten me? <laughs>